Good morning, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Tea and Trauma, the beautiful shit show of a tea party. It's JD, your hostess with the mostest here, and like I always say every episode, grateful to be here, grateful to have you here. Uh, Happy Sunday, the last Sunday of November 2022. We're going into December this week. Crazy don't know where the time has gone and then it's pretty much a straight shot to Christmas um pretty much well into the holiday period guys don't know if you guys have started planning for Christmas uh supposedly you're supposed to start in October here because by the time you start in December or late November everything's out of stock or you're just really going to struggle uh you'd think I'd know that after being here for 10 years but no obviously not we haven't really started uh stocking up or really planning for Christmas. The only thing we have done is our menu and that's about it. Uh, But we'll just wing it, I guess. We'll just wing it and go with the flow. Past, how was the past week? The past week was actually quite a difficult week for me, mentally um, and emotionally. And I don't know why. I have a feeling it was the new moon. Uh, The start of the week started great. I was, you know, in my zone and really just kind of in my routine and going with the flow and then it hit like Wednesday Thursday Friday and for some reason I just felt really emotional like I would <laughs> I would come home and just be like I don't know why I just like feel yeah like really emo like I just kind of need to um I just need some cuddles or need to just have a shower and, and be in my own space so yeah I put it down to the new moon I put it down to things that I'm going through uh, at the moment but uh, it was all good, like, you know, nothing nothing bad. It was just a really vulnerable kind of mental <laughs> mental and emotional week. Um, but I hope you had a great week. I hope you're getting excited for the last month of the year, not just because it's the holiday period. To be honest, some of us don't like the holiday period. I hate the Christmas period. I hate the Christmas carols. <laughs> it drives me mental. I turn into the Grinch this time of the year. Um, but you know, I hope you're excited for the end of this year. You know, I hope you're wrapping up all your goals and wrapping up all, you know, your lessons and stuff because it's, it's been a, a pretty interesting year for me. So, you know, I, want, I wonder or, yeah, I wonder if it's been an interesting year for you. Anyway, enough babbling. Let's jump into today's topic. All right. Uh, today's topic is about conflict. Um, you know, the importance of conflict in relationships, uh, you know, regardless of the nature of the relationship. I wanted to talk about this topic because it is something that I struggled with learning uh, throughout my, you know, teenage to young adult life is just how to communicate uh, in a healthy way, Uh, you know, especially in my relationship with my partner but also with my family as well, Uh, you know, just kind of finding healthy ways to communicate and really trying to change the perspective of conflict. You know, it doesn't need to be uh, done in a angry way. It doesn't need to be done in a, uh, you know, aggressive way. Uh, We can do it in a very peaceful, I guess, and mature way. But I think that starts with just learning about conflict and just having a different perception of it because, I think if you, when you grow up and you're kind of taught to communicate uh, or deal with conflict in quite a unhealthy way, it's, yeah, it's really difficult for you to 
you know, even approach conflict, it kind of it is very uncomfortable. So uh, I hope this helps someone who, you know, like me kind of is trying to change their communication styles, is trying to change their perspective on conflict and get better at dealing with conflict because it, it is important in all the relationships that we have. Uh, so yeah, grab your drink so we can jump into this topic because it's a pretty, um, pretty heavy topic. Uh, I have another iced tea today. I'm getting into the, the mood of just making my own iced tea and I love it. Uh, it's a tropical iced tea and then I just cut up little pieces of mango and just put it in there with some ice and then good to go. So grab your drink guys and let's jump into this episode. Today's theme is relationships and today's topic is the power of conflict. So today's tea is all about relationships if you haven't picked up already and the relevance or power of conflict. This is applicable in the case of partnerships but also family and friend relationships, right? Relationships in general. By conflict, we mean disagreements or arguments of a verbal nature, both of which are necessary for establishing boundaries and expressing needs. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has needs and thoughts and philosophies behind why and how they do things. So in any relationship, we can experience conflict for many different reasons, right? It might be when a boundary is crossed or a need isn't met. It might be when a, a, a boundary needs to be established. Um, you know, we can experience conflict when opinions or ideas or values clash. Sometimes conflict just arises from genuine misunderstanding or a lack of care for understanding, maybe pride or just a bad mood. These kind of minor unnecessary causes to unnecessary arguments are things we want to try and move away from because they often hold a lot of negativity, they waste your time and energy, and they demonstrate immaturity and a lack of wisdom. Okay, overall though, they're just unnecessary to you and your peace. So by the end of today's episode, I hope um, we kind of have a better understanding uh, and different perception of conflict maybe, right? It might be fair to say that the older you get, the more you begin to see how valuable your time and energy really is. So the better you are at arguing, the more time and energy you're gonna save for the necessary important things in life. And that's really what we wanna do here. So let's think of a, a recent conflict we had with our partner or family member or friend. You may have been arguing about the dishes or maybe you were arguing over something he or she or they said that offended you. It might've been a disagreement about finances or politics, or maybe you just got grumpy with each other because you couldn't decide what to do for the day, whatever it may be. In all these situations or the situation that you're thinking of at the moment, a smart question to ask yourself before we go anywhere might be, is this situation or thing or idea worth arguing about? Like if we go down this road and throw our opinions and thoughts at each other for who knows how long, am I or are we going to gain anything from it? What do I want to gain from it might be a good question to ask. Is it even worth putting my energy into? And if so, how much energy should I put into it? I think choosing your arguments wisely is a good first step. The last thing you wanna do 
is waste time and precious energy arguing over something that could easily be resolved with a bit of time and careful consideration and communication. Make sure your battles are worth fighting in the first place is a very wise place to start. One thing that's worth mentioning, when we're in the throes of conflict, the easiest thing to do is point the finger and play the blame game, right? Adam and Eve did it, you know? (laughs) You ate the apple, you gave me the apple. You didn't do the dishes and that's why I'm pissed off. You know, you said something that offended me and now I'm pissed off. You're wrong about how we should spend our money or who should be prime minister or how we should spend our time (laughs) and now you're pissing me off. Let's take a moment and redirect the finger about 180 degrees and reflect on ourselves, okay? Ask ourselves, what are we really concerned or upset or frustrated about? How are we perceiving the situation? And is that perception a true reflection of what is actually going on? Are we coming from a place of pride or ego or immaturity? What do I want to achieve or gain from this conflict? Again, that's a very good question to ask. Pride and ego has no place in healthy conflict or arguments or disagreements. I'll tell you that. Most, if not every time you approach conflict from a place of pride and ego, you automatically lose. You lose yourself, you lose your humility, and possibly the relationship in question if you're not careful. But mainly, you'll be more focused on expressing your feelings rather than finding a solution and understanding the feelings and thoughts of the other person, which sets you up for a whole lot of misunderstanding and wasted time and energy, which is really not what we want. It is going to save you so much time and energy if you approach your conflict with the intention to listen and understand first before you go in all guns blazing. There might not even be a need for those blazing guns. So you're wasting your time and probably hurting yourself going in that way. Okay, so first things first, when we walk into conflict, establish whether the argument is even worth your precious time and energy and check that your approach to the conflict is coming from a place of humility, logic, and a desire to understand the other person or persons in question, okay? One thing that's worth mentioning as well, or a a side note, when we're raised in an environment where conflict usually takes a violent or abusive form, it might be yelling, hitting, smashing things, name calling, low blows, we can often take on the approach, that approach, particular approach to conflict resolution as our own, whether consciously or subconsciously, okay? Because that's all we've ever seen. So that's the only way we really know how to approach conflict. The whole idea of conflict or disagreements, if we're raised in an environment where, you know, it takes on a toxic form, might trigger us in some sort of way. We might avoid it altogether just to keep the peace and avoid friction, or we might act off impulse and go straight into attack or defense mode, depending on how our triggers work or manifest. In both these cases, a a bit of self-reflection and observation might help because avoiding conflict altogether or disagreements altogether can lead to passivity or the fear of speaking up and standing up for yourself, which isn't very good. Or it could lead to going in on impulse and acting off your trigger response, which could cause damage to yourself, to others, and you know everyone else in the relationship in question, which again, isn't very good. Although conflict and disagreements can be super uncomfortable, I do understand how uncomfortable it can be, especially when it's kind of manifested in a toxic way or you've seen it manifest in a toxic way. It is a necessary part of any relationship because the better one or two people can communicate with one another and establish common ground and understanding, 
the better they can work together and the more they can achieve collectively in that particular relationship, okay? One of my mentors gave me a really good phrase, which I love, I love it so much. Good fences make good neighbors. Okay, let's break that down. Through genuine, clear, honest communication, we can build good, solid, healthy fences, AKA boundaries, that maintain peace and respect in the relationship, okay? It creates good neighbors. And that's all that conflict or disagreements really are at the end of the day. It's the process of building necessary fences in order to establish necessary boundaries and expectations with our neighbors. If the communication isn't there and you're trying to build fences or build anything really for that matter, it is going to be a tower of Babel situation here. No one's going to understand each other. The fences won't get built. The things that need to be done remain undone. And the relationship or ships, relationships, slowly lose their value um, because the level of respect and understanding and trust diminishes over time. Good communication is part of being a good team player. And relationships, regardless of nature, are a team sport. Your family is a team. Your group of friends are a team. Your work colleagues are a team. Your partnership is a team. Anything that requires or involves another person's energy in conjunction with your own lays the foundation for some sort of relationship to develop, which will require good communication for you to grow as an individual and as a part of the team you've helped create. There is no I in team, we can all spell here, we've all heard that saying before, which is why ego and pride have no place in the team sport of relationships, okay? Take a look at your favorite, you know, team sport, rugby, for example, or yeah, whatever it may be. What makes a great team great is the synergy they create between them, okay? They have a common goal, they strategize, practice and execute plans, they make mistakes and learn how to adapt and support each other through those mistakes, they learn off each other and about each other, they build clear, solid fences between them. You know, they, they understand that multiple energies when combined well can achieve far more than they can separately. And what they can achieve collectively really depends on their level of communication and conflict resolution. So in all relationships, okay, all relationships, the one you have with your lover, your friends, your family, work colleagues, okay, your various teams, synergy should always be the goal. And I know some of you are going to argue. I know some people are thinking, hell no, love should be the goal in relationships. Okay. I would beg to differ. I would say love is not the goal, nor is it enough when it comes to relationships? And hear me up. Love cannot resolve all the issues you have in your relationships. Love is not good enough or a good enough reason to stay in any sort of relationship if you're not truly happy. Love does not justify unacceptable behaviors. Love, or in my thoughts, or in its loosest definition, is most powerful when it's used as the foundation that our fences are built upon and as a guide on how we can or should build those fences rather than the goal or end all be all of a relationship, okay? When love is used as a reason for justifying someone's toxic behavior or our own toxic behaviors, or it becomes a reason why we stick around in toxic environments or relationships, that love becomes corrupt, okay? We enable anything and perhaps everything 
to fall into our definition of love, even if we know it isn't right for us or those we care about. And we blind ourselves to the many other depths and definitions of love that are available to us because this toxic, corrupt love is all we really know, see, or think we deserve, okay? And if that toxic, corrupt love becomes the foundation that we choose to build our fences and our relationships on, those relationships probably won't last very long. And most importantly, they won't be relationships that bring us joy and peace into our lives. They'll only bring grief, stress, and resentment. And I don't know about you, that is not what I want. That is not what we want, okay? Love, I think, is what humbles us enough to be part of the team or the relationship in the first place. Uh, it's what makes us drop our pride and check our ego so we can listen to the people we care about and bring our best to the table. Uh, love is what tells us when to stand up and speak out and when to walk away. Arguably then, the most important question we could ask ourselves when analyzing our current relationships is, what is the foundation that this relationship is built on? How do I define love? How do they define love? And how do we define love as a collective or as a team? And is this the type of love I want to build my life upon? Okay, once we have a clear focus on that love and what it means and looks like and feels like to us, we can build on it through, you guessed it, healthy communication, effective conflict resolution, and a relentless, I mean relentless pursuit and respect of and for synergy. I can already hear it. From a cultural perspective, I probably sound plastic as, which I can understand. One of the pillars of Polynesian culture, at least from what I've observed, is family is everything. You know, love is everything. That, that's a, there's a truth in that philosophy. I can see how that pillar works. I can understand it. But <laughs> I would argue love isn't an obligation. Uh, it doesn't come with expectations or conditions. And family isn't defined by blood or biology. Love, rather, is a form of energy that's best shared with those who share it, shape it, and understand it in a similar way to you. Uh, family are those who respect and value the love or energy that they share with you. And when that love and energy is truly respected and valued, clearly defined, but still fluid enough to change as you grow individually and collectively in that relationship, you get genuine kick-ass synergy. Synergy is goals okay so homework for this week goes as follows one take a look around at the three or four main relationships you have in your life and ask some of those questions that i posed okay what is this relationship built on what values underlie this or our relationship and do those relationship values align with my individual values okay for example um you know the relationship in question might be built on trauma, okay? Trauma bonding, that's really a really strong bond. Uh, the thought process around that might be, you know, we've been through hell and back together, you know, we've, we've been through struggle streets, always been us and we've stuck it out, we share all these experiences and trauma, so, you know, it started off with us, it's end with us, you know, us forever, you know, kind of that, that type of vibe. Uh, but as an individual, you might value growth and individuality. You might strive for um, or strive to heal from that trauma and break out of those bonds that keep you as an individual in that space of trauma. This might cause conflict in the relationship because trauma is what bonds you, right? So if you heal and break that trauma, you break what bonds you, what remains of the relationship? It poses that question. 
what we want to try and answer here for ourselves is, are your relationships or our relationships aligning with our individual values and honoring who we are? If so, great. How can we continue to or or start pouring energy into those relationships and nurturing them the way that they deserve? If not, is there anything we can do to establish or re-establish new foundations or new fences? Is it a relationship we want to build on or rebuild? And if not, how can we put it to rest in a way that gives us and all those involved peace, okay? No relationship, and I mean new relationship, whether it be your lover, your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, your cousins, your friends, (laughs) beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, no relationship is an obligation or a life sentence and no relationship is worth your peace and your joy agree or disagree do you boo i ain't no expert here you guys know that i'm just sharing my thoughts and i'm always open to hear yours but regardless of opinion it is worth reflecting on the relationships we invest in so that's assignment number one get to cracking on the relationships that you currently have and what they're really all about two How am I communicating within my relationships? Am I listening enough? Am I speaking other people's love languages and respecting their values as an individual and who they are as a person? Am I communicating in toxic ways? You know, am I yelling or using an aggressive tone? Am I speaking with negative intentions, like trying to make them feel small or stupid in order to boost my ego? Am I forcing my opinions and values in a way that's like causing some sort of imbalance in the relationship? We want to identify and become accountable for what we bring to the table to each relationship we want to be honest in our relationships and that starts off with us being honest with ourselves and trying to become better friends better teammates in our relationships you know um the question kind of i'm trying to think of the question like what what areas can i focus on when it concerns my communication and the way i approach conflict Um, For example, like one of my toxic traits when it came to communication was yelling. That's all I saw. That's all I knew. So that's all I did if I wasn't smashing everything around me. It took me ages and I mean ages and a lot of inner work to click that my partner does not, did not, will not respond to yelling. He hates it. He shuts off straight away and no one really likes to be yelled at. Right? You don't really need to yell to get your point across. I mean, unless someone is ages away and you're calling out to them or you're cheering someone on, yelling doesn't really make any sense and no one deserves to be yelled at. So once I realized that was a fence or boundary that my partner needed between us in order to maintain respect and balance, I worked hard to stop yelling and it was so difficult, but I worked hard to stop yelling. Our arguments changed to discussions and the cops stopped coming around (laughs) and telling us to shut up because it was that bad. I was that bad. But that's life and that's relationships, right? You work at it, again, no matter what the nature of the relationship is. It is not about being right. It's about doing what's right by all those in the relationship, okay? Lower your shield, FELTs, drop the ego, drop the pride, check yourself, come from a place of love and focus on synergy. Three, finally get cracking at defining what love means to you, okay? What does it mean to love yourself? What does it mean to love others? How do you express love? And in contrast, how do those around you define and express love? What do you love? What don't you love? What love do you need? And what love could you do without? 
uh, start exploring the different forms of love, right? Different love languages, different philosophies and ideas, theories around love. Love, I think, is the most powerful form of energy there is when it's harnessed and used and shared, right? So it's worth exploring and defining for yourself. And by defining love for yourself, you lay a strong foundation and build a strong fence for yourself and all those who come into your life. You set the standard of love in your world and you make it pretty damn clear that anyone who wants to be your neighbor needs to respect that fence. And that in itself is a form of self-love, okay? Do we really love each other if we don't respect each other's thoughts and beliefs and boundaries? You know, is love really love if it diminishes rather than elevate? I don't know. I mean, that answer is really up to you in the way that you define love, right? So get to it, get really clear on what love means to you. I think that'll be really helpful. Uh, but guys, I love you all. I appreciate you all. That's our chinwag for today. Uh, I hope all of you have or find relationships that are worthy of you and that elevate you rather than diminish because we, we all deserve that. As for my previous episodes, I'll leave some links and books and articles and shit in the description uh, around our topic today. You know, communication, conflict, love, relationships. Feel free to have a geese. Feel free to share. I wanted to take a moment, though, to thank you all and highlight where a lot of you guys are tapping in from because it just blew me away when I had a look. And I'm super grateful that all of you make time every week to sit here and listen to me gasping. <laughs> so... Firstly, hi to everyone in New Zealand and Australia, obviously my first two homes, but hi to all those who are listening in from Germany, United States, Canada, India, UK, Philippines, Kenya, and Costa Rica. Like, what the hell guys? I can't believe this mess of a tea party has even reached a lot of those countries. It, it blew my mind. So to all my crazies all over the world, I love you, I appreciate you please feel free to introduce yourself and let me know where you're listening in from. I actually want to start kind of giving shout outs to you guys and interacting with you a lot more. So hit me up on my DMs or drop me a comment. That's us today, guys. Until next time, stay safe, stay awesome and build those motherfucking fences, girl. You got this. I'm always in your corner. Love you, love you, love you. Bye.